Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we move on with our rankings as we get to running back rankings. It's going to be top 20 running backs today. Last week we did quarterback, so if you're just... Tune in and for the first time, go check out last week's episodes if you want to see our quarterback ranks. Or you, I guess you go to our website too, fantasyfootballprofit.com. We have all of our rankings there. And I say before we get into the ranks, we're into the training camps now underway, Jeff. So, I mean, how much earth-shattering news was there last week? If you pay attention to anything going on, it seems like everyone, all the everything that happened was just amazing and just the biggest news ever, right? So we got Kalen Balaj as a RB one now. He's a starter. Uh, Tyler Boyd's a wide receiver one, I think. Um, Damian Williams isn't isn't a, anything anymore, right? Because there's a couple other guys taking first first team carries. I mean, I don't even know what else is out there, but all these are concrete news. We're, we know what's going on now, right? Yeah, talk, talk, talk. It's always the same thing every year. I mean, some of it is good. You have to wade through it, but <laughs> it, you know, don't take that stuff seriously. Honestly, there isn't much so far that's actually happened that's newsworthy. I guess the AJ Green injuries newsworthy. It definitely is. Mm-hmm. It just it drops him in the draft. He he'll be back relatively soon in the season, so it might just make him a value. If anything, I don't know how much it really affects me with Tyler Boyd. He wasn't great, really. He was better with Green last year on the team than he wasn't than he was without Green. But that's kind of deceiving in a way because his quarterback was also Jeff Driscoll for most of that time and wasn't Andy Dalton. So it's it's really hard to say what that is. I just I don't know what that is. I don't to me it doesn't really affect it right now. Wait and see, kind of a thing. And like the 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 Drake thing, we might get into that next episode. <laughs> so we'll see if we think anything about Kalen Balage and if he's actually taken over. And spoiler alert, no. He's not. All right. So let's, let's, we'll jump into this in a second. Actually, I want to talk quick about our relegation leagues. We haven't talked about this in a few episodes. Some of you that were listening back in June would have heard. We have started up our own new relegation style league, which we have, well, we currently have 18 different leagues, four tiers. And so over the seasons, we want people to move up and down the leagues. You got to win and you keep moving up. You can get up to the Champions League. There will be prizes and such as we get going here for that kind of for all the different leagues. But we've had quite a good response where we have now filled 18 full leagues, which is 216 teams of different people that you listen to that listen to the podcast. So we have 216 of them and all the invites are out for all those leagues. Everything's set. And I was thinking earlier today, I mean, I feel like, uh, Jeff, we should open up for more leagues. At a fifth tier. I don't know. I think that's a little crazy. I say the more the merrier. It so will, we'll make it tougher though. More people have to come down then. <laughs> so we decided, yeah, we're gonna open it up. We're gonna open up a fifth tier. So how you get in is go to I guess it's not really called iTunes anymore, right? Apple Podcast. Go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five star review, and then just let us know that you've left us a review. Basically, send a screenshot of it to Either you can go on Instagram at Fantasy Football Profit and send us a message there with it. You go on Twitter at the FF Profit, send us a message with the screenshot there, or you can email us at fantasyfootballprofit at gmail.com and we'll get you in a league and we're going to try to fill up. I'm not putting a limit on this. I'm, I'm not doing it, Jeff. We're not going to put a limit. We're just going to add more leagues. 
I will say, though, these leagues are probably more than likely going to be drafting on August 11th and August 18th to start. We might see if we add some other dates after that. But right now, to try to organize these, it's a lot easier if we have a few dates set. We actually do have, though, five of these leagues that we have are setting up. Let's see. I think it's five are drafting already this Sunday. So if you're in the relegation leagues and if you haven't somehow received your invite and you signed up, reach out to us because they should have gone out. So yeah, there we go. That's good. I think that's a pretty, I don't even know how many we're going to have maybe with 300 teams. I'm for it. I'm all, I'm, I'm all for that. Jeff, 300 teams, five tiers, kind of a, kind of a big league. So you want to join in, you know, check us out on all those things. We'll have a post on Instagram about it as well. So you go check us out there. All right. Running back ranks. We're going to start off at the top. We're going to go one through 20. I don't think we're going to spend a lot of time here on our top four because I feel like, honestly, these are so interchangeable. So I'm going to list them off here quick. We'll just go, we'll discuss them all at once. So one through four, we actually had a tie at number one. It was a tie between us, which I had Christian McCaffrey, number one. Jeff had him number two. Jeff had Saquon number one. I had Saquon number two. So we had a tie there. And the reason I ended up dropping Zeke to three is just because the slight uncertainty we have right now, he's not at the start of camp. I honestly don't think that'll last into the season. I, I just, I don't, he, he actually needs to be there and play to get his, his money. They could just, he's not in the last year of his contract. He needs to, he just needs to show up and he's going to, I have a belief. So Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley tied for one. I will say this about Saquon. I'm honestly slightly worried about the team. All the receivers are going down. I just worry that there's nothing on that offense to stop people from completely keying on Saquon. And it's it's worrying me. And he would be number three for me if Zeke was in camp. So there we go. I don't know. Are you worried? You're still number one. You're not there yet. No. You probably won't be there then, are you? You're just no. not going to get there. I think Barkley is safe. Um, I get your point. I mean, if you're, if you're splitting hairs, then yeah. Uh, definitely New York Giants. Their offense is worse. But, hey, I mean, both of them catch a ton of balls. I know that we talked about Christian McCaffrey being, you know, a wide receiver out there pretty much. What do you have, 107 receptions last year? Um, Something I mean, ridiculous. Yeah, 107. Saquon had 91. So both of them are going to be extremely safe. You're going to be fine. Um, we can throw Zeke in that argument as well. He had 77 catches, and he had a 304 rush attempts, more than the other two. I mean, by far more. So these guys are bell cows. They're going to get a ton of touches you're going to be fine no matter who you pick you can't predict injury for any one of these three guys because none of them have really been injured yet so pick which yeah. guy you like and run with him yep okay i will say i can i can craft the argument for barkley or against barkley it's anybody you can do it for pretty right. much everything i can craft the saquon argument of that i did that i don't think the team's gonna i worry about the team or you can go and say well there's no one left in the team they just have to throw it to him every time and they have to run it with him every time you can do it either way and honestly I can't see the future. I don't know how to play out. I don't know. Is he might be that good that he can withstand all the people being keen on him? He he he's if there's anybody that can do it, he's one of them that could. Yeah, he, he didn't so, really he didn't fall off during the year. Yeah. And losing OBJ as much as he is a wonderful player, I don't think that is going to be the difference. They weren't that great last year, yep. and he still did what he did. He was number yep. two behind Gurley. You're going to be fine. Yep. And then Zeke's three. Zeke's great. We just got to wait and see if he comes. He's going to come to camp. I don't yep. I don't buy this one. Um, talk about Malcolm Gordon a little bit. I think we buy that one. I don't buy Zeke. 
Then Kamara's fourth. He's just the end of the top guys. He's great. There's really not much to say. I don't see. I honestly, for the people that originally thought his role might really increase without Ingram, I don't know if it'll really increase a lot. I don't think they want to use him any more than they have. I don't know if he's effective that way. He might get, it might be slight, just a little bit more, but I think I really am coming around on, I think Murray's going to take over almost an Ingram role. I do too. I think, I mean, I mean, I could see Kamara. Yeah. You know, you could add up to thirty touches, which seems like a lot, but really, yeah, I mean, it, he, yeah. he didn't he didn't average anywhere near what the other guys did. I mean, uh, he didn't get. I mean, one hundred ninety four, you know, rushing attempts is nothing to sneeze at, but that's what he got as the you know quote unquote number one back. Yep. He also had eighty one catches, so um, you know, I, I think you could actually add a little more to his plate, but I don't think you are going to all of a sudden see Saquon or Zeke numbers where you get three hundred rushes. That's no. not going to happen. No. All right, let's go to number five, which seems to be this seems to be a hot take here, Jeff. Todd Gurley, <laughs> Todd Gurley is each of our number five. It's a this is a I don't know why, but we currently are of oh, six spots ahead of Gurley on his expert consensus rank. His expert consensus ranks eleventh, and his ADP is nine, and we have him at five. I just think he's going to be fine. The Okay, I think we're going to see Todd Gurley out there with slightly less touches. And that's built into ranking him fifth. Because if you just saw Todd Gurley with Todd Gurley touches, he's number one. We're going to see, I think we're going to see Todd Gurley with less touches. And that's still going to put him up here. I really, I, I just don't, yes, he has some, there's some knee issues. There's the arthritis, but this isn't, he's not, I don't know. I've done this Todd Gurley thing so many times. I think he's fine. I really, I'm not that worried. I'm really not. I do think the usage will be down. I, I completely buy that, 100% buy that. I just don't think he's going to be any worse because I think they're going to use him correctly and they're not going to let him get wore down and they're going to save him. And so, yes, he's going to play. He's going to have less usage. There might even be drives where you don't see Todd Gurley. You're going to get a little frustrated every once in a while that all of a sudden there's no Todd Gurley. But the touchdowns aren't going away. He's still going to get touchdowns. He's still in a great offense. He's still going to be great. So, yeah, here, Todd Gurley's going to be good. Yeah, I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> that's just, he, I mean, he's, he's that is. good. Yeah, he's just that good. Yep, and that's a crazy take of us putting Todd Gurley top five. I don't, I don't know why either, because you look at the numbers. I mean, how, how much do you really think he's going to dip by? I, I feel like people are confusing, you know, a uh, a rollback of the amount of touches he's going to get over a year compared to he's going to get injured. That's what yeah, I feel like everyone's yeah, saying. No, like just, his knee is out. He's going to be injured. He's going to miss games. That's not what they were saying. No, no. And I don't. I, and honestly, we don't even know if his touches will go down. That's just what we're assuming. If you can get him at the beginning of the second round, like I've seen in a lot of things, you drafts you're that's awesome. You're going to be in great shape. So let's go number six. David Johnson comes in number six for us. He was, I ranked him sixth. You ranked him seventh. I think we both think. Arizona's offense is going to be better. And if that is the case, David Johnson should be a pretty good fantasy option. He was, what are, but where are we at? We're at now 2016. Was that was his good se- His season was his breakout mm-hmm. year. He got injured in 2017, but it, it, it was what? It was like a wrist injury, hand injury that didn't affect much. The team was just terrible last year. It just was just a bad team and he really didn't have a shot. And that's where I actually start to worry a little about, about Saquon is look what David Johnson, David Johnson's not Saquon, but he was really bad. He was, he was on a bad team. I worry about that with Saquon, but all right, we're talking about David Johnson. This team should be better. 
And I think it's going to be, I just think this offense is going to work. So he's a, he's a six back for me, but it's not like I just go get David Johnson and feel just amazing about it right now. Cause I still have some hesitation. I really do, but I have that about a lot of these guys down here. So that's why he jumped. He's one spot higher for me. You have, you have our number seven player, Joe Mixon ahead of him. So that's it. I would say you had Mixon seven. I had, you had Mixon just one spot higher than Johnson. What is it? It's probably just safety. Is it more just, you feel like Mixon just, you know what, you know what he's going to do. Yeah. And also I, I think people really underestimate how good Mixon was last year. I mean, first of all, David Johnson is, he's a very, very good running back on his own. Obviously I ranked him very high, but he finished 10th last year. He played a full season, which was wonderful. You finally saw him at full health. Obviously, the offense wasn't very good, but he can obviously catch the ball as well as run it. So once again, he's that's what happens when even though you're on a bad offensive team, that's a safety net. The fact that you can play both ways. He finished, what, fifth in touches com- you know, compared to the other running backs. All these things trending up. I think Mixon could actually get more touches. He only played 14 games, and he finished ahead of David Johnson already. He finished ninth. So I think his catching ability can actually go up um, where... Maybe David Johnson can. We're not sure what this offense is going to bring, but as a safety, I don't. I I feel like we're we want to believe that that Arizona you know Cardinals offense is just going to take off right away. But you know it may take a few games. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a brand new offense. It's a brand new quarterback. We wanted to do well, but I think Joe Mixon plug and play every single week. He's going to be a top ten guy. Um, yeah, he did wonderful. Number nine, even though missing two games. So yeah, yeah Mixon, he's, he's going to be great. He's he he has he has what he has Gio Bernard behind him, mm-hmm. but there's Gio's not taking that job ever. It's Mixon's job. He's not losing it. He's going to be great. And the team, though, yeah, it's not amazing. <laughs> I can say that. But then again, they do have some offensive talent. So we'll see how it plays out. But Mixon should be good at number seven for us. So number eight. Le'Veon Bell is number eight. And I guess all the early reports we've heard in camp, everything feels positive, which I hoped it would. It's it. That's the thing with, with early camp reports, as long as it's positive, you're at least not going down. I'm not like buying into positive, all this positivity, but when you have negative reports, that's when you worry. It's like the only worry I would have had with Bell is, is are you going to get the early reports of he came in out of shape or something? And that's not the case. That's right. that didn't happen. So just that alone is just good. It's just good to hear that it's it is all positive. It's all po- and then he wrote he did his uh, apology to fantasy owners today. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> no, he I didn't. actually posted. I don't know if what it was on Twitter or Instagram, whatever. He made a po- apology to fantasy owners last for drafting him last year. So hey, he's trying to get in the good graces here. Oh, I just okay. <laughs> I just don't know the team. I just don't know how the team's going to be. Again, this a lot of there's a lot of team issues with some of these players. This is there is no competition for Bell on his team. He's going to be out there all the time. If Darnold turns a corner and becomes a, you know, a good NFL quarterback in his second year, this is going to help bell quite a bit. And it's just, it's a lot of unknown. So a lot of unknown, he just drops here. He's the eighth because of the unknown. That's all this is, at least for me. And I had, but I did have him, I had him one spot ahead of the Mixon because I just feel like there's just a level. I don't think Mixon can quite get to bell's level. Um, I mean, he could, he could beat them this year, but I don't think he can get to that, Levy on Bell level that Bell's been before. And Bell, I don't know if he can or not yet. I still think it's possible that it's there. Right. So you're that's, going for that's, our, that's it. If, if it's, it's only Levy on Bell of old, yeah. you're you're going for that. I get that. I, you know, I mean, I love Levy on. Obviously, I think he's a wonderful player. 
But I, I still have my concerns. Obviously, he still ranks in my top 10. He's too good not to be there, not to yep. take that risk. But you're going from the best possible spot you can almost be in as a running back, yep. and then you're going to a, a place where it's very, very uncertain. That alone kind of worries me. Uh, you know, the Le'Veon Bell that we are usually thinking of as well, when he is a top five running back, I mean, the guy needs a ton of touches. And I think he can get there. But last year with Pittsburgh, when he finished number two overall, behind Todd Gurley, by the way, just to throw that out there, he had 406 touches. I mean, that is bizarre. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, just to give you an idea, uh, last year, Zeke actually led the uh, NFL all running backs with touches, uh, 381. So he had 25 more touches the year he finished number two. I mean, I don't know if you're actually going to give him that many touches when I think they're going to be, a, you know, just a middling team at best. And, you know, um, you, you just signed him to this huge contract. You're really going to try to run him to the ground. I, I just don't see it. So I think this is the more appropriate spot. But I, I see him as a lower, you know, RB1 this year because of it does worry me a bit. And then, so you have our number nine player, James Conner, one spot ahead of Bell. Mm -hmm. So you just feel safer about that slightly. Situation, completely. And Conner, I put at nine, you put him at eight. So he, it's not like I'm down on him. The only reason he's at nine for me, and even though I think he has, he has some big potential here too, is I'm not a hundred percent sure what he is yet. I, I mean, I've went over the stats before previously. I don't have them in front of me right now, but his game log is interesting. There's, you know, there's some big games in there. There's a stretch of big games, but then there's a lot of stuff in there that made me worry. And then you saw Jalen Samuels even could come in and be effective. And you just wonder if it's, I mean, it, a lot of it is system. It is system there. Connor's a good back, but the system makes him even a better back, which makes me feel like if he doesn't, I don't know if they, they I don't know what they feel about him yet, but I think, It'll all turn out well. That's why he's ranked as a top 10. But that's that slight thing in the back of my mind, which I'm just like, what was that? Why was he not? There was stretches where he wasn't good. Why was that? And is, can Samuels take over? Can even Benny Snell, who they drafted this year, is he something? Just makes me slightly hesitate, but not enough to take him out of my top 10. Yeah. And, and he's still there. I get the worry. I, I really do. Um, but hey, Pittsburgh running backs, it's just money. You've seen every single running back that has, you know, started done pretty well. And yeah, he did have a, you know, the games in the middle of the season, weeks five through eight, uh, he, he just absolutely destroyed it. When they were giving him over 20 touches a game, he was getting averaging over 100 yards rushing. I mean, he was an absolute beast. 12 touchdowns rushing. Surprisingly, he only caught one, which I'm actually surprised at. But I'm kind of with you as far as I don't know if he is going to be the the Le'Veon Bell position. I don't know if with Antonio Brown leaving, they have all those touches. You can look at it one of two ways. You're either looking at it, oh my gosh, Connor could get so many more touches, or you're going to say they're going to figure out different guys to implement. And if everyone does well, then it's worse for Connor in a way. So if Jalen Samuels goes out there, catches a ton of balls, looks really good, why wouldn't you use a, you know, a a more two-headed beast than, you know, the Le'Veon Bell show where they literally just plugged him in, gave him 400 touches a year. So, 
Um, no, they they seem to always have that guy though. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, they've made a lot of guys relevant in the past. Like remember Richard Mendenhall? Oh yeah. Like he was at, shoot. Even D'Angelo Williams became extremely good the, a couple years ago when filling in for Bell. I don't Willie I don't Parker think before that. I don't think they've had a running back that failed. No, they they all work and they all work. That is my biggest worry about Le'Veon. Not to keep is that begrudgingly, but was well, are they the kingmaker? How much of that was system? Yeah, I mean some of it was system. I oh, truly definitely. believe. I do also believe Bell's a talented back, yeah. but you, you could be a good back on a bad team, and your numbers could really be hurt by that. It doesn't mean you're not a good Except, running back. I don't know. He is good, but I mean, he was just okay at Michigan State. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I love Michigan State, but man, yeah, he was. He was. He was a good college running back, but he. You wasn't, didn't see this from him, did no, you? No, he wasn't touted that highly coming out of you know yeah. going into the draft. I mean, he was a bigger back. He wasn't very explosively yeah. fast. He was good at finding the hole. That all does very well for a hard nosed running Pittsburgh team, but when you're on the Jets and you're running for your life a little bit, yeah. Mm. All right, we'll go number 10. Nick Chubb came in at number 10. He's your 10th, my 11th. He was good last year, over five yards per carry. I think the Browns are going to be a great team. I really like this. I mean, I don't know for sure, but a great team. I think they're going to be an exciting team. I think they're going to be a good, a very good team. I just, we'll see. I think they're going to be exciting though. And Chubb is going to be the main guy there. I'm not really worried about Kareem Hunt. He's not coming back to what, week nine or something. Yeah. I'm not really worried about that. Nick Chubb is going to... I think he's going to have a very good season, and there's it's all round offense now. They can pass the ball. They don't have no. They can't key on Nick Chubb. They can't key on the run. Sure, key on the run all you, all you want, and they'll just throw the ball all day. It's it's gonna be hard to stop this offense. So, Chubb's number ten, and I do have one player ahead of him than you did, but I I, I agree with it. I'm still good with this. Okay. So, and I mean, first of all, the only I'm trying to think of the way to poke holes in my theories on the, a lot of these players, but. The thing you could say is now that there's so much more dynamic on the passing game, where obviously Baker is the real deal, you have OBJ, like how how much are you actually going to pass? But if you look at the numbers from last year, and they won a lot of their games in the second half of the season, and Chubb had 192 touches. I mean, that number is mm-hmm. definitely not going to go down. And no, it's because sure. he only got three attempts he got less than he averaged less than three attempts in the first six games when they had Carlos Hyde. They got rid of him. All of a sudden, they were giving him you know anywhere from nine to twenty eight carries, and he slapped over five yards a carry, which is crazy. Eight touchdowns rushing, two more receiving. You give this guy a third more of the season to go on, and say even if you gave him two hundred and thirty carries or something, he's still going to be a phenomenal pick right here. So I know that. You might say, I'm not so sure. He's a you know second-year runner. They're going to throw it all the time. This guy's going to be a stud. I have no doubt in my mind. Yeah, and um, I was able to draft him in an expert league we did last week in the third. In the third. Yeah, I, and I get it. There's a bunch of other big names. Yeah, but that was, he's a wonderful pick. I paired, I paired him with uh, Zeke. There, so. <laughs> there are a few guys that I get in a lot of different drafts. Yeah, he's, he's Chubb in. is one of them that is huge. Another one that is another value pick. It's hard to call Chubb a value pick because I understand yeah. why everyone else is ahead of him. Obviously, I ranked him there too. But um, him and Ingram, I think those two are, are mm-hmm. kind of slipping under the radar just because people don't realize how good they really are. So let's go to number 11, and that's Dalvin Cook. He's your 11th, my 12th. So this is the weird thing about Dalvin Cook, and he's extremely talented. We believe right so we're this is a third year running back who we're ranking 12th who doesn't even have a thousand career yards 
He doesn't have a thousand career yards yet. He never has finished better than 31st in a season in fantasy. So, yep, there's some, there's definitely some question marks here. It, it's, and he's only had four career touchdowns. So, oh, six. You count. Okay. He had two receiving. Yeah. But we've seen the talent. We've seen what he can be. And if the guy stays healthy, he's going to be great. I do. I was looking at this rank earlier today. And this is the one where I'm sitting here like, should I move him down lower? But then again, as we'll get here in a minute, you'll see why I didn't. Because there's question marks below him too, as much as I like some of these guys. Except I did have him below on the next guy. But Delvin Cook, I mean, yeah. Do you do you hesitate when you're draft when you're gonna yeah. draft him too? Yeah, I, I I totally understand because I am I'm assuming that he's gonna stay healthy. You know, that's a big assumption because really the only reason he doesn't have all of the stats that you pointed alluded to. It's because injury. I mean, after during week four of his rookie season, he blew out his knee, and then he just wasn't right. He played three games starting 2018. Then he had a, you know, he was injured again, had to go off. He finished strong the last half of the last year. Um, and obviously, Minnesota could really use him because you have to be a little more dynamic, and I think that'll help the passing game as well. When he's on the field, he's tremendous. He's one of the better yep. athletes on the field. Every time you you watch him, you're, you're amazed. I mean, his shiftiness, his quickness. I think by the end of the year, he was really getting that back finally. I think that knee injury just totally derailed him for his first couple of years. So, yeah, I mean, I, I love the talent. And the reason he's out of my top 10, because I think his talent is up there, is because, I, yeah, I mean, what just, if he does get injured yeah. again? I, I don't know if his body can actually withstand the NFL you know, intensity. Well, so, this this is it for him. So if he doesn't pull it off this year, we're never ranking him like this again. So that's, that's I mean, pretty much all, true, there, honestly, all there is yeah. to it. I mean, it's the Sammy Watkins effect, right? Yeah, pretty much. All right. Number 12. Well, actually, before we get to number 12, um, maybe I don't know if you want to adjust your ranks here in a second and move this guy way up here. Alfred Morris just signed with the Cowboys. <laughs> I, wonder back. If th- I wonder if that's like a ploy by them to be like Zeke. Honestly, you're right. They're like, hey, Zeke, we don't need you. Yeah. Jerry Jones earlier today said you don't need a – you don't need like what a leading rusher to win the Super Bowl kind of a thing, which is funny because the only time Jerry Jones ever won a Super Bowl is with Emmitt Emma Smith. Smith. Like, yeah. come on, man. I mean, it's true. It's a true. I, I agree with it kind of, but come yeah, on. I come mean, on. I do too. Come on. Zeke's, Zeke's great, but yeah, yeah, they're signing Alfred Morris. Come on. They're playing head games. They are. Especially <laughs> Alfred Morris. Like, right. if it was someone a little more. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> go number 12. Aaron Jones comes in at number 12. He's your 14th ranked running back, my 10th. This is one that we differ slightly. Yeah, and I just love Aaron Jones. I know, and I I get it. You can you can give all the stats. I don't even know, five what five point whatever yards per carry. I I use the yards per carry when it benefits me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just this is more of an eye test. This is more of watching this guy play, and every time I've watched him play, I just truly believe this. He is a extremely talented running back, and given the opportunity to get two hundred carries in a season. He is going to be great because last year, 133 carries, only 133 carries. He turned that into 728 yards and eight rushing touchdowns. And I mean, his receiving wasn't great. It wasn't huge, but it was still 26 in 12 games, 26 catches for 206. A young running back that that can increase. Look at like Zeke. Zeke's increased big time in, in a couple of years. I'm not saying he's Zeke, but I'm saying it can happen. Mark Ingram became a, you know, was able to catch the ball after not doing it early on too. So he can, he he's adequate in that area, but 
eight touchdowns in 12 games on only 133 carries, 5.5 yards per carry each of his two seasons. So in two seasons, he has 214 carries for 1176 and 12 touchdowns. And that's, that's pretty much a full, that's not even, 214 would be great. That's not even, that's not, you know, high end workhorse numbers for carries. But if he's able to get 214, I feel like he could pull this off. 214 for 1176, 12 touchdowns. Yeah, I think you'd do that and be be up here. They need to give him, I hope they just, Jamal Williams isn't as good as Aaron Jones. Just don't even, hopefully the new coaching staff gets that. And just don't, don't, just see what you got in Aaron Jones. Give him the ball. And I think the big things are going to come. I'm I'm with you on that. I just in two years I think everyone else sees it, but for some reason they don't give him enough touches. I'm hoping the new new staff does see it. So that's kind of why. I mean, really the so what I finished at Chubb. The next five guys, starting with Delvin, who we already talked about, to number fifteen. Um, I f- I feel like our well I should I should say the next four are all kind of the same running back where you're not really sure they haven't proved it yet. They have a lot yeah. of upside. So I kind of go with. I went with the safer play on the people I ranked just ahead of Aaron Jones. Love the guy. I'd be very happy if he was on my team, like a running back two or something. But well, see, I'm, not, I'm not fully trusting Green Bay to give him enough carries where he would have more of an upside to like a Marlon Mack, who I'm sure is coming so up. So the here. next two guys on our list are guys you ranked ahead of him. And they're Damian Williams came in at 13. Actually, they're a tie. It's a tie actually here. Damian Williams and Marlon Mack tied for the next spot. You had Mac 12, Williams 13. I had Williams 15, Mac 16. So we're, we're off slightly, but... Did you have Williams? I had Williams 15. Okay. And that means I put him down... I Well, the next the right. next two guys. So, Williams, my my... This is the one where I'm like, man, I could really miss the boat here and just miss out on a huge guy. And it... But I have in the back of my mind where I'm like, I try to avoid big a lot of risk in fantasy football a lot i don't like risk i not a huge amount of risk i'll take a little bit of risk but i don't like the this damian williams could be a top five back if he is truly used like he was at the end of last season but we've never seen this from damian williams before in miami we didn't see this we didn't see and he only got used at the very end of last season and that's it that's it for damian williams there's no guarantee. We've seen other people do things similar and be great for a short amount of time and then never return to that form again. I, this could be that. I'm not saying it is, but that's my mindset when I think about I always try to I guess when I think about fantasy football, a lot of times I, I'm thinking about just past experiences, past situations, try to think of similar players, similar situations where they, they broke out for a short time and then disappeared. And that's why, I mean, I guess. I don't, I'm not sitting here watching Damian Williams game film. I'm just not, I'm not analyzing the tape. It's all about situations. And I just have that hesitation, that slight worry where maybe this isn't a thing. Maybe Carlos Hyde plays more than we think. Maybe, you know, whoever else is behind him. I can't remember all their names right now. Daryl Williams was getting first team reps today. Yesterday it was, what's it? What, who's their other, their rookie guy? I can't remember. Is it, um, shoot, I'm drawing a blank on this name. I want to say it's like uh, Darwin Thompson, I believe is um, a rookie they got. He was getting first-team reps. I just think they're trying all kinds of guys. That's not something to worry about. But who knows? 
They gave Williams a little bit of a deal, a contract, but nothing that's major. There's no, they're not tied to him in any way. And he's not, he's not a young running back either. He, no. He's been around. He was he in is. Miami for a while, right? Miami? Am I? Yeah, yeah I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think in any other system, he'd probably be just a guy. But I truly do think that he is the best running back they have. And to talk about how good he was in the final, you know, games of the season when they got rid of Kareem Hunt, who, you know, was very impressive, but looked a little less impressive because Damian Williams almost picked right up, you know, where he left off, kind of like the Pittsburgh situation. Um, the guy in the last six games had 100 yards from scrimmage, averaging 100 yards from scrimmage, 1.7 touchdowns and 17 and a half touches. Two of those were playoff games, so obviously they were high intensity. They trusted him enough to give him the ball that much. I have to believe that he is. it's going to be his to lose. And I am, I'm just putting my faith in the fact that a veteran running back that knows this is his chance is going to take that and, and do the most with it. Because this really is, if, if he falls on the depth chart here, you know, he's, he's relegated to a, a backup position the rest of his life pretty much. And, I, you know, I, I don't know enough about the rookie running back to know if he's going to be anything. I'm just assuming he's not. He wasn't an incredibly high pick. Carlos Hyde is, I, I like him as a, a runner, but, you know, his yard per carry has been dwindling. Um, obviously, that's why having Chubb uh, backing him up, they, um, Cleveland had no problem trading him. He's a very good backup, but I don't think he is the answer. I think Damian Williams is the answer. But like you said, he is going to be the running back. That is the, you know, that is going to be the the payoff or not. So you're going to draft him, and either you're going to love your team because all of a sudden you got a, you know, a, a number one back, you know, at where you should have gotten a number two, or, oh my gosh, he got benched halfway through the year, and they just would rather give it to Hyde because he doesn't fumble or something like that. You know what I mean, with, I I'm not even I'm this is the comparison for some reason I'm starting to feel, like maybe Williams was going to have this one big C. Maybe he will be good this year, but it could fall off after that is I just am reminded of Justin Forsett for some reason of a guy who was all of a sudden really good a little bit later in his career. He'd been around. We knew the uh, name. That's a good point. We knew the name. It wasn't a Forsett wasn't a surprise. I'm like Williams. We've known that name. And all of a sudden just was, but he Williams hasn't had the full season yet. I just worry because we've seen this. I mean, there we have seen this time and time again with players. And actually I just pulled up this, this list here. That's basically every single season for about the last it's about 2010, 2009, 2008, actually, here. We've had this one-and-done player, this one-and-done guy who had that one moment of glory, and then that was pretty much it. So let's, I'm going to go back to 2008. Steve Slayton. Remember Steve Slayton? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was what, playing Texans? with he, yeah. yeah. Jerome Harrison in 2009. Don't Pey- Peyton, he played for, I believe, the Browns. Oh, okay. Uh, Peyton Hillis, another one. Oh, there. yeah. That was a big one. Roy Hallou. That was Cleveland again. Yeah. Roy uh, Hallou. Remember, remember Washington? Remember the Roy Hallou draft the oh, next yeah. year? Mikel Shore, Lions. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't say it's he a played a memory. big year, but he was Zach Stacy. God, remember that one? <laughs> yeah, that one lingered for quite a while. Then Justin Forsett was the next one. Jeremy Langford, remember that one with the Bears? <sighs> that's another painful one for MSU. Spencer fans. Ware, he was more maybe more injury based after yeah, that. Yeah, and and really yeah. Kareem Hunt is the one that really derailed him yeah. as well. Rob Kelly, remember Rob? Remember Rob Kelly? What, was Red? he really that what? big of a? What? Oh, he had a big year. Did he really? Oh, yeah. I don't remember him having a big year. Alex Collins, of course. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of these players are on the same teams. Yeah, right? There's a lot of, there was a lot of this in military. I'm not saying Williams is that. I'm just saying we've seen that before, and it worries me. 
Without a doubt. And so I get, and really honestly, if, if we're talking about it, I think when you get past the top 10, I think Delvin Cook, Marlon Mack, Damian Williams, yep. and Aaron Jones are very cool. similar players. And I'll even say with Mack, Mack's the next one here. I have, I ranked Mack one below Williams. I actually think I might switch this around because I've actually seen more from Mack than I had, think I have Williams in just terms of talent. I was, I loved Mack his rookie year. I loved what I saw from him at times. But again, he has not put this all together yet, and that's my hesitation with him. But I think I might actually move Mack ahead of Williams. I actually, in a weird way, because at least they're both on great offenses. So yeah. both of these guys, though, could really vault to the top of this, to to a top five type player and have a top five type season. And I'm worried that I'm I'm worried I'm missing it a little bit, but it's hard to exactly say what they're going to do. No, it's funny too because when I look at these four players, and and these are very good players to have, but you know they all come with their their question marks. But if I look at it between Delvin Cook, Marlon Mack, Damian Williams, and Aaron Jones, I look at them and I say, okay, Marlon Mack and Aaron Jones would be the safer picks because there's they're gonna they're gonna be fine. Devin Cook has injury concerns. Damian Williams, we haven't seen enough with him. But Devin Cook and Damian Williams are going to be the two that have carte blanche at first. So they're going to rush and they're going to catch. It worries me that Aaron Jones won't get enough rushes and that uh, Marlon Mack will lose a ton of catching uh, or a ton of receptions to Neheim Hines. So those are kind of like what is going on in my head. So even though you're safer, I think the, the ceiling for the other two is actually higher. Yep. Aaron Jones is kind of up in the air because if they give him 300 touches all of a sudden, then it blows my my, my yeah. theory out of the water and he's going to be amazing. But All right, let's go to number 15. Melvin Gordon, this is where he falls. I don't really have much to say about this. This is just obviously. Where, where did you have him? 14. Now? Oh, okay. And you had him 15. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I kind of buy this holdout. I kind of think this is going to linger. I don't. I think he saw what Bell did and I think he is actually willing to do it. Zeke, I don't think is is willing to. Do, I just feel like I don't worry about a Zeke in this situation. I think Gordon might actually hold out. I think it's definitely a possibility. And so, even at this spot, honestly, this is where I this I, was, I try to put him in a place where I think, okay, Melvin Gordon's still on the board. Will I draft him? And this is maybe where it's at, but I don't even know if it's here. I might even the more this lingers, the obviously the further he falls. But this might even. I'm not sure. I'm not sure yet. I, I think this is where I would. That's, as of today, I think yeah, I would. But, I think yeah. at today, I would take him at number 15 because I think that is the drop-off. If you, I mean, he gets so many touches. He's so good around the uh, the goal line. Uh, they, they use him wonderfully. And even though he only played 12 games last year, what did he finish? He finished... He finished seventh, and he missed four games. I mean, he, the guy was deadly. So in that offense, you plug him in, wonderful. You're going to get a, a RB1. It'd be great if I could get him here. But um, yeah. I, I'm actually, I'm like you, I'm worried. I'm worried that this is the real deal because mm-hmm. he has missed a little bit of time. He is getting yeah. a lot of carries. Mm-hmm. He's getting beat up. And if his whole thing is I'm going to you know, make sure my career goes long and we've already heard that someone is willing to mm-hmm. give him the max contract, which I don't know who, I don't know if that is lies or what. But if someone is telling him, Whispering in his ear. If you hold out, you got a home here. Mm-hmm. I, I can see him uh, just saying, "Hey, yep. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Bell, and it's gonna work out." Yeah, that that's I I buy this. I really do. So he's down to fifteen. Yeah, but All right. it'll yeah. be interesting. As soon as we hear anything different, yep. he'll skyrocket back up. 
All right, so this next uh, 16 and 17, I guess I'll group together as the injury-prone duo with Leonard Fournette and Devontae Freeman. We don't really know what – it's. the only reason they're this far below is just it's injury and all that. So Fournette's 16, Freeman's 17, Fournette's 18th for you. He's actually 13th for me yet. I'm Fournette? Yeah, he's still 13th for me. Wow. Um, just because he, to me, that only beats out though. It beats out Melvin Gordon, which I don't know. And it beats out for me, the Williams and Mac, which maybe it shouldn't. I still have this. I like Fournette. I've liked Fournette. And I just think he's going to be just this true workhorse. If he actually gets the shot to be, well, I mean, I think that's the only reason the I guess he has gotten a shot. He's just, yeah, I know it's, I, as I talk about it, I start to think eh, yeah. maybe he is a little high. I, I like Fournette because he will get a ton of carries when he's in there, but he, he hasn't been able to stay healthy. He missed three games in his first year. He missed. He only played eight. He played half a season his second year, 2018, last year. And his yards per care, yards per average has not been that well, good. We don't like that stat when it doesn't benefit me. Right, so. right. Yeah. But also, I mean, it's true. because <laughs> No, it's has, true. That's very true. He has a lot of short carries. He, yes, exactly. He's a grind them, yeah. uh, grind them out kind of guy. But um, And the first year when he even missed three games, he still still had 10 touchdowns, nine rushing, one catching. If he stays healthy, he'll be a wonderful back. Um, I, I just don't – the mixture of the two with the way he has to play in order to be good and his injury concern worry me. And I think if I'm if I can get one of those other guys, I will because I know that I'm going to have to have a backup for when he misses a game. I do like the fact where you can get him, though, and usually in the third round now. That's not terrible. That's not, no. not the worst. But, yeah, there's a lot of, do you a lot actually, of question marks. Do you actually have where he is uh, going – in the draft currently, do you yeah, have that up? Yeah, he is – so ADP-wise, he's 15th, and expert consensus rank, he's 16th. So, oh, so he's still running going, backs. So 15th. he's still a name, so he's going 15th. I thought he would be going back. a little yeah. bit later. So for yeah. me, that's not a value. Unfortunately, I won't be getting him in a lot of these. And then Freeman at 17, it's been two years since he's been healthy. And, I mean, truly, I guess he, well, he played 14 games in 2017 and still only had 865 and seven touchdowns. So – I mean, we're we're uh, banking a lot on that 2015 season. He had the two year stretch, but we do. I feel like this happens a lot where we sometimes keep reaching for past production that doesn't ever come back, and that it's it doesn't yeah. always come back. I mean, he still it's had, been one year. It's been eh, one year. He wasn't very good though in 2017. He wasn't really That's, that good. He wasn't bad. He missed two games. Yeah, he, he just wasn't that good. Though. He averaged 4.4 yards yeah, a carry. He was I know, just whatever. okay. He had how many touchdowns do you have? He still had eight touchdowns. Yeah, yeah I mean, I guess he, was, he okay. was okay, but he was still pretty good. And you had Tevin Coleman. I mean, I, I think Edo Smith might just take that Tevin Coleman role. I don't know how much it switches. Oh, no, he absolutely could. But yeah. even with Tevin Coleman, the years before that, uh, in 2017, he had 196 carries. I think that's when he got injured. The year before that, played a full season, 227. The year that before that, 265. So um, the two years funny. before that, he had over a thousand yards rushing, eleven touchdowns rushing, plus he had three touchdowns, two touchdowns uh, receiving. I mean, he was very good, and that offense was obviously very a lot better last year. And I think with him, with a, an improved defense, that running game will be more important mm-hmm. because you need to control the clock a little more than they did last year, where they just had to chuck it a million times. And it's kind of funny. I'm looking at that 2015 season where he was the number one back, and you look mm-hmm. at that numbers, and you don't like it. Doesn't jump out to you like some of them do the, today. It really does. 1,056 yards, 11 touchdowns. That was a 4.0 yards per carry. 73 receptions for 578 and three touchdowns. I'm not gonna lie. Three years ago, for 73 catches was huge. Yeah, but now you look at and everyone's doing it. It's yeah. like, I mean. 
Yeah, it was just kind but, of the first yeah. one, yeah. All right, so last three guys. We got Carrion Johnson, number eighteen. So he's your twentieth, my seventeenth, and actually is tied with Mark Ingram, who is your seventeenth and my twentieth. So we just flip flopped him. Carrion, does the theo- theoretic news does that do anything for you with Carrion? No, no, not, not yet, really. Not really. You don't I mean, think it's gonna change? I think. Um, no, I already. I, I thought you, that Carrion yeah, was gonna be the workhorse anyway. You were already kind of big, based in your rank without Riddick yes, in mind. Yes, and I, I like Carrion. He uh, he hasn't shown me that he can take that kind of. Um, workload yet because he got injured obviously last year their offense wasn't very impressive as it hurts me to say it but the Lions weren't that impressive looking um, I worry about the offense stagnating him I think he'll be a fine I feel very good if he ends up on my team but I think he has less upside than some of these other guys and I, I saw a lot of this theoretic released and I see all these people let's, let's jump carry on up the board I don't think that was really the issue I mean they're still but they signed CJ Anderson for a reason it's going to be maybe that fat, okay, because they were thinking, oh, three, three down backs now. You're not going to have Riddick in on third down. Okay, but you're just going to have C.J. Anderson for a drive. You know, right. it's going to be something like that. So I I want to see Kerryon Johnson be great. I, as a Lions fan, that is what I want to see. I, I always I love how people always think we're hating on Matt Stafford too in ranks. Cause I mean, we, we, want, we want these guys to be good. Yeah. We truly want these guys to be good. There's a reason I hate Eric Ebron so much. Because he wasn't good for the Lions, but we want him to be good. I hope he is. So Mark Ingram then is 19th in the tie here. Again, we think we've talked about Ingram a lot. I'm not going to get into it too much. It's just, I think there's a great opportunity in Baltimore. And they've made so many other backs good. They made Gus Edwards good. They made Alex Collins good for a season, and he wasn't good. And Justin Forsett, who we mentioned, Justin how he's a one-year wonder. They make, on they make these guys good. They always do. And, and you have Lamar Jackson. Exactly. Once again. Uh, the mobile quarterback seems to always make the running back that much better. It seems to just always work. I always just go back to the Robert Griffin, Alfred Morris thing. Like Alfred Morris man showing up on this show. Alfred <laughs> Morris is just a completely average running back who had, I mean, he was really good for what, two seasons, basically, all because he had a running quarterback next to him. And I think Ingram can be that and. That's why I think he's a steal and where we're getting him. And we, again, I don't feel like people are, people are buying it like we are, but I picked up Mark Ingram in so many leagues. I'm, I'm getting him. He's in my third my... running back in like oh, every yeah. league I'm in. So, all right. Final guy here. Let's finish it off. Derek Henry, number 20. You're 21st, my 19th. Yeah. I'm, I'm still not happy about it. <laughs> um, I, th- I mean, I think he deserves to be here because of the drop off. But he comes with so many question marks. You, that do you, you don't think that end of the year is really what he is? Just like I don't think the end of the year, la- like the year before, was really what it was. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I bought it last year. This time around, he had plenty of opportunities to yeah. do this before, yep. uh, earlier in the season, and he did not. I don't think Tennessee has improved their offense enough where that downhill running mm-hmm. is going to all of a sudden bust through. Um, He'll have a few big games. There's no doubt. He is an incredibly talented like. Yeah. Athletic big running back. Yep. But um he's just never been able to do it. This is the one though that in my this is where I'm like in the back of my mind, I'm like, am I missing out here? Am I missing this? Is he going to be what he was at the end of last season? But I'm trying to look at it. Okay, why am I taking a four game sample over a what? How a two a, was he three years in? How many years has he been in the league? Three years? Is this year four now for him? Where are we at? Yeah, where are we at? It, I feel like I've had this many years for Derrick Henry so far. This is, um, yeah, right, year four, right? Yeah. So um, am I going to take 
Shoot, yeah, you're so am I going to take a four game sample over a two and a half year sample, a two year and three quarter sample? You know, what am I really buying here? I can't quite buy it. I because you know what's really going to happen is he's not going to catch the ball. So as much upside as he have, he could possibly have is going to be handcuffed by that. He's not going to catch the ball. So maybe he gets to be the tenth best. But exactly. I don't think we're going to get to like the second or third best, no, like that kind of crazy potential. I don't. That's not there. Yeah, and he really did. I mean, he was phenomenal in the last four games. That's what everyone's going to point at. Mm-hmm. And just to give you a, a full view of what he did, I mean, he was really going from. I, w- I would love to get the average uh, of what he was doing yeah, before, before this last four yeah. games because he blew up in the end. But uh, 17 carries for 238 yards and four touchdowns. Right there, that is the season maker. I mean, that changes all your numbers so quickly. He did that against Jacksonville. They ran away with it. The next game, they give him 33 carries. He got 170 yards and two touchdowns off of that. And then he kind of comes back down to earth, but still very good with 21 rushes, 84 yards and a touchdown, and then 16 carries uh, for 93 yards and no touchdowns. Um, in each of those games, he topped out at one or two targets so he's like craig said he's not going to catch it whatsoever and before that i mean just his yards per game so however you want to look at it Deion lewis took up everything they couldn't get the passing game going i don't think any of that really changes he might get more carries he had 215 attempts so if that does balloon up by just say they're gonna you know give him another 50 carries okay yeah i i still think that he would be a fine back he ended up with 12 touchdowns, but once again, in the last five games, he had eight of them? I mean, it's something crazy like that. Yeah, he was uh, about 3.7 yards per carry before that last four. Before that last one. So, I mean, the yards yeah. per game rushing, because you know he doesn't catch it once again, was uh, 26, 56, 57, 24, <laughs> 56, 21, 33, 27, 58, 46, 30, 40. Give me a break. And yeah. that's, that's where it comes yeah. down to. Yeah. He, Yes, he could be the next big thing. I don't. This team has not changed enough to make him a viable option for me. And that was what twelve games. Yeah, I mean, he and played he had, a it, full season. He had five touchdowns in those twelve games, and he had seven in the final four. Yeah, yeah you know, exactly. It's it, we're. I mean, and think yeah. about who is playing too. You're playing Jacksonville. Was, they were done. The Giants and Washington. Yeah, all three and were Colts done. Colts who don't really have much of a. They're not known for the yeah. defense. And he didn't score a touchdown in that one. So the three games yeah. he really blew up. He was going against people that just didn't have anything to lose. And let's be honest, that was also when you were in the playoffs. You probably weren't, if you probably didn't make him, you know, to the playoffs with him. And if you picked him up, you probably didn't play him right away because you're thinking it was fluky. All right. That's going to do it for our top 20 running backs. We'll be back tomorrow with 20 through 40. We'll get the next batch of guys. Here's some interesting players in that uh, grouping. Some that might break out. I'm not sure who that is yet, though. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Talk to you guys then.